Welcome friend, I'm Rick Pasquale. Thank you for joining us today. I believe God has a word for you. I know God loves you and has a plan for your life. So listen to this live service and let God speak to you. You are one of our new families. Um, this church is, uh, as you can see with all of those visiting guests today, um, on a normal Sunday, there is no room anywhere for anybody. Uh, it's just crowded, and so God has um, um, allowed <laughs> how it worked out this this weekend. I'm not sure, but you know, there's a few hundred people that aren't in this room right now, and you add a few hundred people to these few empty chairs, we're in trouble. So that's why we have to have a new building. So you heard Yal talk to you a little bit more about that. I have a huge announcement for you next week. Yeah. Uh, we received a very substantial gift while we were in America to help us go faster. Um, I'm one of those guys that believe if God is in it, then God's going to take care of it. Hello? All right. Make sure I am come back to the right church. Um, because when God is in it, then we need to not only trust in God for what he's going to do, but we need to anticipate that he's going to do it. Not say, oh, I don't know, I don't know, I know. We say, yeah, well, I know God shall take care of us. God will take care of us. Okay, only 10 people believe that? God will take care of you. You've got to believe that. You live your life knowing that God will take care of you is a very big side to life. Because if you're up to taking care of yourself your whole life, you're going to have a whole lot of problems. No amen on that one, right? Um, so next week, you don't want to miss the live stream audience as you come online. Um, I want you to know that uh, next week, you don't want to miss my announcement. I even have it on video um, so that you can see the transaction of what happened. And uh, I can just tell you in advance, God is getting ready to do something powerful. And uh, so I, uh, when I wrote this series for the whole year and we got to this part of the place of transformation... This is where amazing happens, is our theme for an entire year, and each month is a different month of where amazing happens. The Mount of Transfiguration is the Bible story where I'll read to you in just a moment where something amazing happens, and I believe that if amazing can happen in the Bible times... Amazing can happen happen here on earth. Anybody with me? Okay, so only half of you agree that it can ha also happen on earth. Well, the story of the transfiguration happened on earth. It didn't happen in heaven. It happened on earth. So if God can do powerful things where the people are amazed... In the Bible times, he can also do it here on our time. I want amazing to happen all the time. Hello? All right. So 
if you have your Bibles or you have your iPhones or your iPads or how you do it, but you'll see it on the screen in a second, um, I'm going to read you the story so that many of you are guests today so that you get caught up real fast. Matthew chapter 17, verse number one. After six days, Jesus took with him Peter, James, and John, the brother of James, and led them up on high mountain by themselves. There he was transfigured before them. His face shone like the sun, and his clothes became as white as the light. Just then, there appeared before them Moses, And Elijah, now let me just pause for a moment. These people had already gone to heaven. Hello? You know your Bible. They were not still walking on the earth. They had already gone to heaven. Peter and James and John had heard the Bible stories, the what was written about these two guys, But now they're up there on this mountain with Jesus and these two dudes show up. I've been, I don't know what I've been. I've either been scared, I've been nervous. I, I definitely would have been amazed at what was standing before my eyes. And they were talking with Jesus. Verse number four, Peter said to Jesus, Lord, It is good for us to be here. If you wish, I will put up three shelters. One for you, Jesus gets his own house. One for Moses, he gets his own house. And one for Elijah, and he gets his own house. I don't know what he was thinking about Peter, James, and John. We don't get nothing. We just, we're going to stay here, but you guys all get houses and we get nothing. While he was still speaking... A bright cloud covered them, and a voice from the cloud said, This is my son, whom I love. With him I am well pleased. Listen to him. Now, before I go to that last verse, I want you to understand. Remember, it's the same God that spoke when Jesus was being baptized. Remember? When John the Baptist was baptizing Jesus and a voice from heaven spoke, this is my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased. Well, that's the same voice speaking now. So up to that moment, Peter, James, and John had only heard the stories and listened one time before that this is what had happened. Now they get to hear it again. Now they're on this mountain. You talk about amazing. That's, ama- that's a place of amazing. When the disciples heard this, they fell down, face down to the ground, terrified. Remember, we all respond differently to things. I, I, I probably would have been scared a little bit too. I mean, here's two dudes that were dead. Now they're back alive. Okay, are you getting the picture? See, the Bible's real. It's true. It deals with us on our daily lives. We can connect to what happens in the Bible. Go. But Jesus came and touched them. Get up. He said, don't be afraid. I mean, it's something Jesus says a lot, right? 
don't be afraid. I got this. I can handle this. When, G, when they looked up, so they're down there, they're terrified, they're scared to death. Jesus comes by, taps them on the head and says, get up, I mean on the shoulder. They saw no one except Jesus. And that's who we really want to see anyhow, isn't it? Don't we want to just see Jesus? We see him high and we see him lifted up like a worship team did today. Let's just praise him. It's about him. It's not about us. It's about him. So today, Lord, I just pray that as we minister your word, I pray that people's eyes, spiritual eyes, will be open to truth. That the place of amazement happens. And we are amazed because of what you do in our lives. Lord, I thank you that you love to speak to us. Lord, we want to hear you're well pleased with us. We want to hear that we're your sons and your daughters. We want to hear that we're highly favored and we're blessed. We want to hear those words from you today, oh God. So help us as we communicate your word to your people that we hear you speak clearly to us. In Jesus' name, amen. You know, this story uh, to me is amazing. Just the mere fact that Jesus stops everything he's doing and he takes these three guys on top of a mountain. And he's setting you up. You don't realize this, I guess, because you won't know until the end of this message. He's really setting us up for something that's about to happen down the road. It's not just for something for that moment. See, too many people live just in the moment. Listen to your pastor. I want you to know sometimes in life, we got to get out of the moment to see what God's about to do. Because if you're always looking at the moment that you're breathing, that moment that you're moving, that moment that you just sat down, that moment that you're studying, that moment that you got your job, that moment, that's that moment, you're going to miss what God's about to do. So get your eyes off of the moment and move it to a future moment. What does God have for your plans? Like we were praying over Jordan today. What is God about to do for you? Hello? What's a God about to do for our church? Is he about to really do something amazing for us as a church? Is he about to do something amazing for you as an individual or as a family? Is he about to do it? See, in my mind of faith, I believe God's about to do something powerful for each of our lives. It's the eye hath not seen nor ear has heard what God has prepared for those that love him. Prepared, it's about to happen. See, I believe our greatest days, as, as our sister prayed, Oh, my greatest days are still in front of me. Now, I may be an old dude, but I'm telling you, I love God. And I know God has a plan for my life. <clears throat> Over the last number of weeks, these pastors that have filled this pulpit have clearly talked to you, giving you scriptures, giving you practical tools 
Pastor Larry clearly communicated that people were being transformed from death to life. He talked to you about sickness to health, <laughs> the doubter to the believer. <laughs> he, he, he tried to get you out of being bitter <laughs> and angry to be being kind and forgiving. These are some of the practical things he was trying to communicate over the last few weeks. And I hope you receive that because God doesn't want you on this negative side. He wants you on this positive side. Hello? Because if you always look at things bad, I'm telling you, your life is going to be bad. I'm only going to get bad grades in school. Whether you're going to get bad grades in school. I, I, I don't even have to be a prophet to tell you that. I'm going to get bad grades. Well, you're going to get bad grades. And as your dad, I would say, don't get bad grades. Study. Hello. If you study, you'll get better grades. When you don't study, you'll get worse grades. Is that exactly how you wanted me to say that, Coonley? Thank you. I'm just kidding. You know I love you guys. Hear me. If you do your part, God will always do his part. You want a better job? Do your part. You want more income? Do your part. You want more health? Do your part. You want to find your spouse? Do your part. That was for all the single people in the room. You got to do your part. Got to look like something. Listen, man, no woman is going to try to say, okay, who's the ugliest guy in the house? That's who I want. Who doesn't wear the right clothes? I mean, you know, we just find the ugly guy that, that just don't, he just looks sloppy all the time. No, 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 no. Ladies, am I telling the truth? Yeah, yes, yeah, see, see. Even the older ladies were responding right then. But hopefully you, you got this from Pastor Larry that he didn't want you to stay. And, and as your pastor, I, I don't want you to stay over here where it's not so good. I want you to move where it's blessed. I, that's where I want you to be. So for the last two weeks, primarily this month, we've dealt with the subject of the transformation that will happen. So... That happened on this Mount of Transfiguration. But for the next two weeks, starting this week and next week, I want to take you to what is about to happen. Jesus is about to come back. And you talk about a transfiguration, there will be a transfiguration when Jesus returns. So that's why you need to understand that we believe that Jesus was born of a virgin. For he lived on this planet for about 33 years. And he chose disciples that would help build the church and do miracles. He died on the cross for our sins. That's what we believe. And then after three days, he came back to life. We believe that. He didn't stay in the tomb. He didn't stay on the cross. He's alive. And he's in heaven. And when he ascended to heaven, 
He sent to us the Holy Spirit to give us power to live this Christian life. So you're not by yourself. Nobody likes to be by themselves. But God said, I've got a plan. I'm going to give you the Holy Spirit to empower you. That's why we believe in God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. Don't just believe in one God. Believe in all three. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. And if you don't have the Holy Spirit abiding with you now, go after it. Go after and say, Lord, I want all that you have for me. So he sent his Holy Spirit to get us ready for something that's about to happen. Someday he is coming back to receive us so that we can spend eternity in heaven. So there's four doctrines of this church. There's actually, there's four core doctrines and 16 fundamental doctrines. The four core, core doctrines, which everything is based on, is we believe in salvation. No other name given among men whereby we can be saved. Only Jesus. Hello? Muhammad cannot save you. Buddha cannot save you. Hello? Read their doctrines. Okay? Jesus can save you. Jesus is the one that died on the cross for our sins. Okay? Core doctrine. Salvation. We believe in divine healing, which means if you're sick, because of the stripes Jesus took upon his back, we can be healed. Anybody in the room ever been healed from a sickness in your body? Lift your hand up real high in the air. Okay, so that's the majority of the room and half of them are asleep right now. Everybody on the live stream audience, all 40, 50,000 of you, I know you just raised your hands. Because you've got to believe that when I'm sick, if I ask God to heal me, God will heal me. I got to believe that. And then lastly, well, let, me, let me give you the other one. This is the baptism of the Holy Spirit, which I dealt with. And then lastly, we, of our four core doctrines, is the second coming of Jesus Christ. So, if that's all the setup for what we're about to do and about the, what's going to happen, you believe this, you can't just believe part of it, you gotta believe all of it, understand? You, you believe that God saves me, he saves me for a reason. If God heals me, he heals me for a reason. Are, are you with me? God does these things for our lives for a reason. So if all that is true, then the second coming's got to be true. You can't just say all this is true, but Jesus isn't coming back. Because then you'd only believe part of the Bible. I want you to believe all the Bible. See, we should be living our lives in anticipation of the Lord's return. Revelation 22.20 says it like this. He who testifies to these things says, yes, I'm coming soon. Amen. Come, Lord Jesus. So if you believe this and you're testifying that God is in control of your life, you are saying, you, I, you all over the world that's watching right now, you are saying, come quickly, Lord Jesus. Those are your words. I'm putting those words in your mouth so that you understand what the Bible says that we should be living and how we should be living. 
So you talk about a place of transformation, that moment is about to happen. So number one, there's two points today. The Bible says he's coming. The Bible does. Now, I, I set you up. I mean, I was very clear. I told you exactly what the Bible says about the doctrines. Those are the doctrines this church that you walked into. This is what we believe. We don't believe what man made up. We believe what God's put in the book. Hello? So if you want to argue about the doctrine, the doctrine is God's doctrine. So you'd be arguing with God. So I, I would just probably tell you, don't argue with God. Hello? Because he's he ain't the liar here. He's not the deceiver here. Listen, he isn't the one that made it up. If it's in the book and it's already been there for a few thousand years, we probably ought to say, well, since it was written, we ought to believe what was written that many years ago. Now, there's been a lot of other books written, but let me tell you what the Bible says. In John chapter 14, it says, let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. My father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself. That's what Jesus said. I will come again and receive you. So Jesus is saying that. That where I am, there you may be also. He's in heaven. So if he's coming, he's not going to leave us here. He's taking us back to heaven. Okay, because the Bible says to be absent from this body is to be present with the Lord. So those of you that have lost loved ones and they were believers, I'm telling you, they didn't go in the ground, they went to heaven. Now their physical body went in the ground, but I'm telling you, there's coming a day that it's going to be put back together. Second Bible verse that I'm using there are many, but I want to use 1 Thessalonians 4, 16 and 17. Because a lot of people debate how Jesus is getting back. If you read the theology books today, or you even study this subject about the second coming, people try to figure out how Jesus is coming back. Okay? For the Lord himself will come down from heaven with a loud command, with the voice of the archangel, with the trumpet call of God. Now, years ago, I used to be a trumpet player. My degree, one of my degrees at university was I majored in trumpet. So I just didn't take that subject lightly. It was kind of the weirdest thing. I was a college football player majoring in athletics in education, but I was also had a music degree and my specialized instrument was trumpet. So at this point, early in my ministry, I would go over and pick up my trumpet and I would blast some notes. And the crowds would say, wow, that guy can play a trumpet. Well, I'm past that now. You gotta just pretend that I'm playing a trumpet right now. A trumpet is a brass instrument and it's loud. Hello? Hello? You've heard of a trumpet, right? 
trumpets or bump, 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 bump. I mean, and when, when presidents and kings and all them kind of people and all you London, England people over there, I mean, they, they love trumpets in that country. I'm telling you, some of your countries never had a trumpet, but in London and England and that part of the world, they got trumpets all the time. Somebody shows up, bah, 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 bah. I mean, it happens all the time. Well, there is coming a day that the trumpet of trumpets is going to happen. And it's the trumpet sound from heaven. And there's going to be this blast. People have asked me, how loud's the blast? I don't know. You're going to know it's from heaven. Right? If it happened just in London, you could not hear it in Rome. Are you listening? But somehow there's going to be a loud enough sound that's going to happen in the heavenlies that's going to go around the world to every tongue and every kindred and every nation and all simultaneously at one time we're going to hear the trumpet from heaven. Wow! Now how God's going to do that? Listen, if he can create you, he can create a trumpet sound. If he can create this world, he can figure out how to blow a trumpet. Are you listening? I love that part. And the dead in Christ will rise first. Say, oh man, how's that going to happen? Listen, there's other scriptures that say the, the graves will be opened up. And these people are starting to be raised up to re, be re put back together with their spiritual man. And you're going to get to see that. Now, it also happens in a moment, in a twinkling of an eye. So as fast as you can blink your eyes. Okay, let's practice. Everybody on the count of three, blink your eyes. One, two, three. Now, some of you just stared at me. You've never heard a pastor like this, have you? You're thinking, what in the world? Where did we get this guy? Listen, it happened just like that because that's what the Bible says. Now, how's that trumpet sound? How's those dead people get back to God? I don't know, but all I know is this. God said it, and that means it's going to happen. There's no sense in debating it and trying to, well, I don't know if all that could happen. Just, what's going to happen? And all, we get all the emails this week. What were you doing on that, that part, Pastor? I wasn't getting that part. Listen. The, the next verse really kind of puts the capstone on that. After that, we, who are still alive and are left, will be caught up together with them in the clouds and meet the Lord in the air. What? Parachutes go down. How am I going up? So that we will be with the Lord forever. Quit trying to figure out how it's even going to happen. It's probably going to blow our minds anyhow. Remember, when Peter, James, and John are on the Mount of Transfiguration, they're seeing Elijah and Moses show up. You're going to skip to see, whoo, that people go up. Oh, now they're alive. Whoop, I'm up. Jesus come down, trumpet sound, boom, blink, ah, ooh, it's over. You're not going to forget this message. 
because I want you to get ready. That's why I'm titled my chat with you today, Get Ready. Get ready. Get ready. I mean, get ready. Don't think about it. Get ready. Get your life in order. Get ready for this is about to happen. Let me tell you, Peter, James, and John didn't get up that morning and say, oh, guess what we get to do? We get to walk up this mountain with Jesus, and on top of the mountain with Jesus, we're going to get to see Moses and Elijah just show up. And then just disappear. And God talking. I mean, they didn't think that day. Jesus didn't inform them that day. Guess what, guys? We're going on top of the mountain, and we're going to get to see some people that died a long time ago come back to life. Are you listening to me? It happened that fast. But I'll guarantee you, they believed it happened. Jesus was up there on tapping them on the shoulder. Hey, do you guys believe this? You guys believe this just happened? Do you really believe that was Moses? No, 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 no. They said we saw Elijah and Moses. There wasn't an introduction. Hey, by the way, my name's Moses. Nice to meet you. When Jesus appears, there is not going to be an announcement that, hey, by the way, I'm Jesus. That trumpet is going to sound, and all that I just told you is going to happen, and Jesus is going to appear. And the world is going to know right then and there that there really is only one true God. That moment, that powerful, transforming moment. Wow, it's going to be bigger than a mountaintop. It's going to be bigger than that moment on top of Mount Transfiguration, as we call it. I want you to know that the second part of my message probably clearly communicates to you how you need to know. No one knows when it's happening. I wish I could tell you. Listen, be ready on such and such a day. See, over the years, people have written books. They've written songs. They've even written movies, produced movies that made it to the movie houses to try to depict when Jesus is coming. But friend, the Bible says very clearly in Matthew 24, 36, but that day and hour, no one knows. If no one knows... And listen to the, the sub part of that. Not even the angels in heaven. Nor Jesus, the son. But only God the father. Now, that's what the Bible says. But over the years, people have made up all these kind of things. I know when he's coming. The book in 1988 that was written in 88 reasons why Jesus is coming right now in 1988. There was a book written. Millions of copies of that book was sold because people thought Jesus was coming in 1988. They must have missed that Bible verse. 
No one knows. But over the years, not just in 1988, (laughs) over the years, there have been all kinds of prophetic people that have said all kinds of prophetic things that weren't true because it hasn't happened. To me, I think that proves the point. No one knows the day nor the hour. Not the angels nor the Son of God. The only person that knows is God the Father. And there's going to come a day if no one knows that God's going to turn to Jesus and say, okay, it's time. Time on earth is no more. Make it happen. Now, I don't know which angel gets the job of the trumpet. I ain't got all that figured out. But I'm telling you, he may ask me. (laughs) Just kidding. (laughs) You will see the emails this week. Pastor, you're not going to blow the trumpet. I'm just telling you. People stop me on my way out the door. Pastor, I don't think you're the trumpet player for that. But you're not going to forget this message. So what does it mean? What have I tried to communicate to you? Get ready. Get yourself ready. Can I say it one more time? Get ready. Look at your neighbor and tell them, get ready in whatever language you want to. See, God doesn't want anybody to miss heaven. Not one person. And so he sends guys like me to say, hey, look, get yourselves ready. You show up in a Rome church that's 30 of you have never been in in your life. You show up today. Some of you have showed up, said, we're going to find out who that American guy is. Well, I'm Italian too. (laughs) I carry both passports. All I know is this. It's not about your nationality. It's not about your church involvement of, you know, what church do I attend? That's for all you online, live stream today, Facebook live, YouTube live, everybody's live. I'm telling you the truth. Get yourself ready. Because that moment is coming. Get ready, get ready, get ready. So in order for you to be part of this incredible transformation, the time for you to get ready is not next week. It's not next month. It's not next year. It's now. Get ready today. Because today you've heard the truth. Today you've heard the whole truth. Invite Christ into your life. Believe on him. Encourage others. Some of you've got family members. I've got family members that need Jesus. It's our job to tell, God's job to save. We can't save anybody, but we can sure tell them. Hello? When I came to Rome five years ago, I I had a goal of reaching a million people with this message. Do you know that we've already reached over a million people in this message? Our staff people have calculated and recalculated and put it all together. We're over a million. So if you weren't here before, we left to go have this emergency baby thing. 
Remember, stuff happens. I didn't plan an emergency baby. That baby was scheduled when I was scheduled with my ticket. That baby decided to come early. Stuff happens. Hello? But I was telling you, we were up in our goal. Because my grandkids, they want to know. Because I told them 10 years, and I'm coming back. And when I reach a million people. Now that I've reached a million people, they said, Poppy, it's time to come home. I said, no, 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 I'm not ready to come home. We've upped our goal. We're going to go after a million year now. If we can do a million in five years, we ought to be able to do a million a year. You say, how are you going to do that? We got people. We got technology. It's amazing how fast this word gets out. And if I can say one word to the world today, get yourself ready. Quit listening to everybody else and everything else that may have been written about stuff like this and believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. Don't make up the rules. Don't let various churches or denominations make up their own rules. What the Bible says is true. Base your life on what the Bible says. And I'll guarantee you, it will come to pass. It's going to happen. So get yourself ready. So if you are coming back next week, you don't want to miss my ending to this series. I I dropped the tech people, the opening part of week two of my Get Ready 2. You know, in movies they have like movie one, then the sequel, and, and then another sequel, and then sometimes there's four or five sequels, you know. We're only going to get two. You don't want to miss next week. Those of you watching live stream, you don't want to miss the ending to the second coming transformation. Because if you've got your heart ready, and you're ready to hear that trumpet, and not your pastor blowing it, I'm telling you, things will change in your life. I'm just telling you, if you've got yourself ready, things will change in your life for the good. Would you bow your heads, please? Today, you've heard a word from the Lord, and I believe God has spoken to you. So if you say this prayer with me, I know God can change your life. They're saying it live here in Rome right now with me because God can change your life. God has a plan for you. I've told you that. And I want you to believe it with all of your heart. So will you say this prayer with me? Dear Lord Jesus, I invite you into my life this day. Change me. Help me. I pray, oh God, I'm going to live for you. Friend, if you've just said that prayer, I can tell you that God has just changed you and has come into your life. Now I believe that today you may have listened to this and you've known that God already lives in your life. Well, God wants to speak to you and help you. So I'm going to pray a second prayer, and that prayer is for a miracle to happen for you this day. I believe in miracles. I know you do as well. So let's pray and let God touch you right where you're listening to this sermon. Lord, I thank you today for my friend that has heard this message. Lord, I know that they have needs and situations that's going on in their life. God, you're a big God, and you hear and answer our prayers. So today, oh God, will you hear this prayer from your humble servant? God, will you answer this prayer 
on my new friend's behalf? Will you heal them? Will you touch them? Will you guide them? Lord, come in right now, wherever they're listening, Lord, and answer their prayer. Thank you, Lord, for doing that. If you've just said that prayer and listened to that prayer with me, I know that God has spoken to you. Would you do me a big favor? You're going to see, scrolled on the bottom of this, a website with an email address. If you said the prayer that said, God, come into my heart, or today you're believing with me for a miracle, I want you to drop us a quick note and say, hey, pastor, I want you to continue to pray for me and my family. You know, God loves you, and he has a plan for your life, and I'll guarantee you, your best days are still in front of you. So God bless you, and join us next week.